what is up? Welcome to episode 146 or something like that Woo-hoo! of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd yeah. and Brett Wiley of Wiley Scale Modeling. Ugh. Ugh. It's freaking uh, hot out right now. I know. It was warm out this afternoon. I know, man. My, my, my workshop in here is warm. It's like annoying. I, you know, last weekend I was camping. Mine's not warm. Knew, last weekend I was camping and it was 39 degrees when I woke up the one morning out there in a tent. And now, a week later, or nearly a week later, it's 80, and I'm sitting in my workshop sweating. I know. It's crazy. And I'm, I refuse right now to turn the air on. I'm not turning the air on now. It's almost October. Whatever. Yeah. One of them nights. What? One of these nights. It's going to be one of these nights, baby. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm feeling it. We haven't had a good one in a while. Oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> it's been one of those weeks, man. This week and last week, man, we're just... That, well, this... we're doing the, the, um, we did the live bills, uh, the group bills. Oh, those were fun. Pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's we did fun. one on Monday, and we did, you did one last night. Yeah. And, I'm not going to uh, lie, though. I haven't been able to do much other than the live builds the last two weeks. Yeah, I've been I've been busy. We were camping. We were this. We were that. We're over here. We're over there. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to me do. Too. I wanted to do some more, but man, this last two weeks have not been good for me. I haven't done a lot on my on my uh, on my other work. I mean, I you know I'm enjoying the live build. Um, I love doing it, um, but I'll be glad when I can get back to my own work. I really do miss doing my own work as well. Um, but you know it's cool because I, I found a place. I'm going to put this building, and it's going to look really good. I got some new ideas for it, and as we're going along, and um, you know, it's really tough to do it. People don't realize that how tough it is to do a live build while you're trying to talk it, to people. So it, and it sets it. Just, you know, don't get don't get us wrong. We're having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. But it changes your whole pace. Right, right. I can't build the way I want to build, and 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 then of course I can't. Yeah, because I'm trying to explain it. And in the meantime, I'm trying to make sure everything is on the camera as best I can. I don't even try. And that's not even happening sometimes. And then I get frustrated by that. And I don't have this in my reach. I don't have that in my reach. So I'm I'm working at a a pace that slows me down. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, you're trying to work around the camera and the cord and everything else. It's it's. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting. I don't think Definitely. it slows me down. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. I don't think it slows yeah. me down. I think it just like I know I can't work on a lot of stuff of it of with it until the next week. So I I have a hard time restarting the momentum on it when I gotta right. wait. You right. know. Exactly. So you know. Anyhow, it's it's not well, a bit. Yeah. I, what I'd like to see is some of these some of you out there. I'd like to see some of your work, and I haven't been seeing anybody. Posting your work, and I know everybody out there that's bought the kits. I mean, let's see some of your stuff. I mean, let's yeah. see it posted, posted photos. Well, we had some you know, people on our, we had some people on our page posting it actually. Oh, okay, yeah, so, well, I, I understand that. So, um, and I think there was one gentleman that contacted us who said he might have had trouble uh, posting to our page. Uh, I did double check the privacy settings on our Facebook page are set to allow guest posts, so I'm not sure what was going on, but um, try it again. Might as well try it again, uh, see if something changed. But yeah, I didn't sure. change anything. Um, yeah. So my next 
thing I wanted to talk about was my work area is a, it's a catastrophe right now. Um, so so is mine, and I got well. Go I think ahead. so. I pl- I blame it partly on the live build. I blame okay. it partly on extending the layout because now yeah. I, I've crunched my work area in uh-huh. two, two two and a half feet or so. Did you move your workbench? No. So that's the uh, next thing. I didn't move the workbench. I got a whole bunch of crap piled down here because I want to move. So I got halfway done with the move. So that black shelf in the corner, in the back corner, Dad, yeah. that's been emptied. But all that stuff's now sitting around my table where I'm sitting in a podcast, sitting recording. Uh, yeah. So that's – I feel like I'm sitting in a hoarder's house the way, it's look, the way it looks right now because um, <laughs> there's boxes everywhere. Now – don't get me wrong. It's organized with the intent to move, so it's going to be easier to swap some stuff around down here. But right. it's just like the I took a bunch of um, copy paper boxes from work, mm-hmm. and I have everything stuck in those just sitting around me down here in these chairs. So it is organized to 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 move and to restore some stuff, but it's just in the middle of all these things that we have going on i just i have it half packed and half moved so it's like it's just a mess down here right now hopefully I hear you. hopefully tomorrow or, or this weekend uh friday or tonight when you guys are listening friday or this weekend i can finish up the work area also dad you know that tool bench i have down near the garage door end of my basement yes i'm gonna t- i don't really use that as hard as i thought i would for tools right so i'm actually going to i have an old dresser down here yeah. I'm going to use that as my tinkering around with car parts and stuff workbench. Uh-huh. Okay. And then bring that workbench down into the basement and I can put it side by side and create an oh, L nice. and, and I can create an L-shaped not side by side. I can create an L-shaped workbench in that far end corner on my work on, center. Yeah. Yeah, I could do a a, a 90 degree workbench the whole way around me. Oh, that would um, be sweet. So I'm going to double my workspace, basically. Oh, you'll love it. Which would be awesome. So, And I think I'm going to go this weekend when I do it. I was at Walmart the other day looking for... Uh, not, sorry, not Walmart. Home Depot. Looking at a couple other things that we needed. Um, okay. This is really geeky, but you'll think this is a funny story. It's a side story. We got a lot. We got time to waste tonight. Sure. Screw it. We're going to go for it. So at work, I'm, I'm in a marketing department. I lead a marketing department. And I wanted to come up with a visual... This is why I was at Home Depot. I wanted to come up with a visual way to show... Hopefully the, the crew that's listening to this podcast gets a kick out of it because we're all a little geeky in, in a way. So I was thinking of a way... Like my, my team, my marketing team works really hard. And they're really good. But there's no visual way to show them when somebody becomes a lead or a, you know, a, a lead a prospective lead for our, co- our company our company, or one of our brands. So if you go to one of our websites and you fill out a form, it's kind of all silent. Like that, you don't see it happening because it's online. You got to go into the analytics of the website, check it out, do conversion tracking. It's ugly. But there's nothing like visual or audible when there's a new customer. Right. So anyways, long story short, I was joking around with the one kid I work with, and I said, wouldn't it be funny? He's really into sports. I said, wouldn't it be funny if I got one of those bubble lights you have behind a hockey net, and I could connect it to uh, like an, autom- an automated program I could make, that every time we got a new lead, it would turn the light on and be like a siren? 
Yeah. And he'd be like, that'd be hilarious. Every time, you know, every time there's a new lead, this light would start flashing. And then I then I got to thinking, and I went to Home Depot, and I bought one of those um, smart switches that connect to your Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I wrote a little script for it and a little automated program that connects to uh, my my websites that it sends a notification to that switch. It turns it on for 15 seconds and turns it off, and I plugged a lamp into it. So now we have this thing called the lead lamp. It's the lead lamp. Every time my websites get a new lead... It turns on. It flashes for 15 seconds. It turns oh, off. That's funny. So we're sitting there now. Now every day we're sitting in there and we're we're doing our work and then click light turns on and everyone everyone in my little office is like, hey, we got a lead. But it's like a, I don't know. It's a cool little like visual reward for our work. But anyways, <laughs> long story short, I was at Home Depot doing that, getting yeah. the tools for that, and um, I'm gonna get some pegboard for my my other side workbench, the L shape. Um, and I'm going to get some pegboard hooks. I'm going to make, because that one doesn't have a back to it. So I'm going to put a, up the back, I'm going to put a yeah. little bit of a pegboard. I'm going to get a couple hangers that go into the pegboard. Um, Harbor Freight sells pegboard hooks in a set, in yeah. a box, and they're, they're good, great, and they're not that expensive. All right. Well, there's a Harbor Freight right down the street from my work in Mechanicsburg. I can just yep, swing in exactly. there. But, I mean, pegboard alone is dirt. It's not that cheap. It's not that expensive. No. no. So I can get a little. I can get a little two by four or, or a four by four foot section of pegboard for nothing. Right. Actually, I need an eight foot by two foot, I think. But anyways, I'll get that. Um. So that's my plan. Um. With that, I'm gonna make an L shaped workbench. I hope to get it done this weekend. So that'd be badass if I could sit there on my stool and swing around and have a whole another side. That'd be killer for right. me. Right. Right. And actually, it'd be nice for you when you come down here. Um. You know, for your pegboard, you'll need some furring strips behind it. Yeah, I already got a whole plan okay. for it. Yeah, good. No, I'm not going to use furring, furring strips. What would I use well, furring strips for? You have to be. It has to be off the wall. The no, I'm going to build. I'm going to build a basically a a box with one side. Oh, okay. Like uh, make a um, out of like one by threes or two yeah. two by threes, not two by fours, two by threes, okay. and make a frame for it. Oh, okay. And then just take a drill and drill that down into my workbench. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I think that'd be more stable than Yeah, I was just saying strips. you have to have some space behind No, no, I know. I'm going to make a, a two-by-three box frame for it. Oh, that's great then. Now, I can't hang something on the very edge where the two-by-threes are, but I'll have plenty of space to yeah. hang stuff all around sure. it. Sure. Right. Um, and, and there's plenty of light down there. I already have that other light that's over my workbench, and I'm going to swing around and hang over top of the water section where you were right. mentioning had some shadows. So that's uh-huh. all. Hopefully, I'm going to get that taken care of maybe friday night nice so long story short my marketing project for work turned into this big thing where i want to make a pegboard <laughs> hanger for my you got a marketing lesson and you got a uh a, a story of my workbench and but, a bigger and a bigger um well a, a bigger workspace yeah. yeah yeah i mean so it'll be nice too when you're down here too because if you want to just there's often times where you just want to sit and work yeah. While I'm sitting mm-hmm. and working on something and taking it back and forth to the layout. Right. And this will be good because then you can actually – there's a plenty of space like where – Like when I'm making sidewalk and yeah, I got or that out of that uh, uh, task board and I have this big sheets of task board. And, yeah, and you got to work on a tiny little section of my le- bench because I got stuff that's laying I'm out. I'm trying to it. cut the precise size for my sidewalks to fit them in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's the idea. Uh, just create more, um, more work area. Uh, mm-hmm. And also because, you know, recently you and I have been multi doing uh, kind of multitasking and doing a couple projects at a time. 
Yep. It'll be nice to have a larger area for me to have a couple projects laid out and I can keep everything rather than working on a couple projects at a time and keeping it boxed up and then taking it out of the box and putting it back in the box because I get this other box out and use this. I can maybe create two or three separate staging areas for parts and sure. keep all that kit together on this part of my workbench and keep this area for the next build that I'm working on. And if I am multitasking with certain couple of different builds, I have like stations for each of the builds and it's not all nice. mixed into one pile, you know? It's a great idea. So anyways, that's, that's the plan. And I already have I'll the work. My extra space too. The work, Although the work right now, my extra space has a, uh, has my, my diorama on it. That's going to fit into place. Oh, so yeah. the Layout that, yeah. that, that modular section. Well, the workbench so, is built for me. Space. So easy, the easy, the hardest part's done. The workbench is built. I just got to slide it down to the other end of my basement. Right, right. So, I mean, that take that'll take me ten minutes. Yeah. So, anyways, cool. I'm excited to do that. Um, I'll say I'll put some pictures up of it this weekend when I finish it. My corner workbench. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So. Other than that, what do you got working on? What are you working on? <laughs> well, I'm working on this Blackwater Marine and shipping office from. Uh, the Gleason's garage. I'm trying to wrap that up. I'm doing, uh, uh, I'm doing the bay window now since I found the windows, and I'm going to put that. I put the bay window together tonight and put putting the roof on. Um, the uh, so I had that going on over here, and I'm still, of course, working my diorama. I haven't really been doing much at all, Brett. Um, as far as space goes, I can relate to space by. Trying to make space, I have created less space. So let me explain that. Over the course of time, I have bought things like racks, and I have a uh, now I have a cart behind me that has all kinds of cool stuff in it that I can reach back and grab, and I love that. And it's that's a that's a great space saver. Okay, but my top of my workbench right now is covered in three different kits, so it looks like I have no space. Okay, and you know, because I have yacht basin, I have the uh, Rust Rock Falls, and then I have this Gleason's Garage working, and it's all I'm working all three of this stuff together at one, you know, at the same time. Um, on top of that, I have um, I went out and purchased some other containers and things to save space. Now they have done the job, and they are. Well, the problem is I haven't put them to use yet. I haven't filled them. So I bought these things at a good price, and they're sitting here empty, and they're starting to pile up. So, like, they're in the way, you know, because they don't have nothing in them yet. Because I didn't put, I didn't save any space. I took space away by putting space-saving storage containers in here that I don't have employed yet. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So it's starting to pile up all over the place. And your mom comes in here, and she gives me this wooden box that she had some it, – it's like a – it's not a wooden box. It is it is a wooden box, but it's made of wood, and you remember it sits on the breakfast bar uh, out near the kitchen. It had, it had like a little slide-out drawer on it. It was maybe a foot and a half long, and um, it has wooden dividers on top, and it's really nice. I mean it was more for a desk. So you can put like papers and things like that in it, and you know, we had scissors and uh, in the one 
one compartment we had scissors and pens and markers and things sticking out of the top. But anyway, she was going to throw it away or get rid of it, and it's in great shape. It's like, you know, cleaned up. It's really nice and new. And and she goes, I said, I'll take it. So I have that sitting over here. I don't even know where I'm going to put the damn thing. I don't know if I can <laughs> put the same thing anywhere. I don't even know where it might go. I might show it to you on Saturday when you come over and we could check and you could check it out and uh, maybe you might be interested. It would be awesome for something. I just haven't figured you out. Just what. don't know what. It's got potential. Got all, it's got potential. Got my shit sitting on my shit sitting all over the place, man. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna put in it. You know, and I have to. I have to get in here. I need to reorganize all of these tools and paints and things like that to find a way. To make because I keep getting these extra storage containers that are going to save me space. I just got to figure out how to. <laughs> the other it. problem you can have I with have this is convenient. The other problem with this is what we've. We, I think we've talked about this on the show before too. Is you can buy too much storage yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. And, and I might be there. I, I think we. I think we've finally reached your critical mass of yeah. the amount of storage for the, for stuff that room, you can own. I think I might have. <laughs> I think I might hit the Just, hey, hey, hey. I mean, I got, I got piles of cigar boxes sitting here. Listen, just take a little bit of mom's sewing room away. Just, just Uh, gently, gently ease into the sewing room. It's a bigger room. Maybe we, I can talk her into switching. Yeah. You know, say like, Oh my God, that would be money. Just be like, Hey, this room's a little bit warmer in the winter. It's warmer in here. It is definitely warmer. And you know, you got a nice big closet behind you. Hey, what's in that closet? In the one behind me? Yeah. Huh. Um, oh, did I not want, should I not have brought that subject up? <laughs> no room in there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's got that filled with 6,000 goddamn Christmas boxes. Uh, boxes for Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Never mind. Decorations. Never mind. Never mind. Um, Moving on. Other, yeah. What's in my old I closet? I think there's suitcases in there. I don't know. In your old closet is all well. Mom took it over, so that's all like all her Civil oh, War man. dresses that she made. And she doesn't even oh, do that anymore. What a what a missed opportunity! Uh, you could you could have taken that closet out, and made it double the room size. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. If you just took the doors off the sliders and pushed them back, you'd have like yeah. you'd have like. I don't know. A couple. You'd have a bunch of square footage that you could have. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Anyways, all right. All right. All right. All right. We're 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 getting off track. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that does bring up a problem, though. You can get too. It's just like everything else. You can have too many acrylic paints. And you, mm-hmm. You'll never use them. You can I have do. too much weathering stuff. We all do. You can yeah. have too many weathering products, and you'll never use them. We do. You can have yeah. too much storage. And it becomes to the point where you have so much storage that it actually makes it harder to find things or it makes it inconvenient then because you're like, it's too many containers, you know? You're overwhelmed. Yeah. You know what? I think the best type of storage that I've used is down here is milk crates. Yeah. I, crates, not even just milk crates. Like I'm looking at one here. I think you might've brought it over from... It's one like it looks like one you got at Michael's in and you would burn it for our old reenacting unit. Yeah, but like you can go to Michael's. You can go to Michael's for like ten bucks or so. Every now and then, when you go out, they have them outside in in a big stack. Sometimes when you're or in like when you first walk in, there's big sale kiosks Mm -hmm. in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, and they'll sell those crates pretty cheap. 
um, I love crates. You know why I love crates? Because you can group stuff in them. Like I'm looking on the floor here. I have a crate full of just ground foam and scenery yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I have another crate full of just static grass and static grass applicator tools. Right. And what's nice about it is it's great to stack. You can stack that's them. In my, that's in my floor right now, by the you way. Can st- <laughs> I know. But I'm saying you can stack them. And oh, the other crate has a bunch of other small. So I have a crate with detail parts in it. And each right. – I, I went to the Dollar General and bought a bunch of pencil boxes mm-hmm. right before back to school. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's a dollar store. So they were a buck a piece. Yeah. And I separated my – detail parts by themes like okay here's some barrels i have a whole thing full of barrels jeez i have a whole pencil box full of barrels and yeah. then i have one that's like sidewalk scenery stuff i have one that's people i have one that's vehicles i have bikes and stuff like in that one but anyways back to what i was saying if you have it in crates with handles like a milk crate or a wooden apple crate or something like that yeah you can just walk it around if you're working on scenery and you have a scenery crate, you just pick up the crate, move it around where you need to. It's a mobile storage. And then when you're done, right. you just stack it back on top of the other crates. Um, I just like that because it gives you the ability to pick up a whole bunch of what you would need in one thing and just walk it around, especially if you're working on the layout and you're doing scenery. Now you got your scenery crate and you, it's mobile. You can just move it where yep. you want it. And yep. then when you're done, you stack it all back in there nice and neat, and then you put it right back on top of the pile of crates. Yeah. So, and technically, I don't know, what's the law on that? All these crates, every time you see a milk crate, they're always stamped with, like, do not use, like, do not take. Do not keep. Do not keep. But Please return. <laughs> I don't. I mean, my Everybody's crate. has got, like, piles. I'm going to say something. My crate does not say that. It does not say that. They they, they, they used to do that. Now they don't even they don't even have them anymore. Milk crates because you know why? You go to the store and your milk comes in a freaking plastic container and you take it home and that's the end. I know, but anyways, mine's just a plain old black milk crate. It doesn't even have doesn't have anything on it. But I'm wondering if who was the crate enforcement officer back then? Was there a crate guy? Nobody. It's like it's like like the tags on your (laughs) mask. It's just like it's just like the no, you know there was some guy out there. He was the crate guy. He was. He probably walks around like a little like crate Nazi. He's, he's like <laughs> he was the uh, he the was crate Nazi. he was the um, like the soup Nazi. He was yeah. the uh, from Seinfeld. He was yeah. uh, he was like the parking. No crates t- for you. He was like yeah, no crate for you. He was like the the parking <laughs> meter guy. Yeah. No one liked them. No one likes the parking meter guy. Yeah, like that guy when we were reenacting. The meter maid. We were down in North Carolina, and the guy that thought he was a real sergeant for real, and we're like, we're reenacting, man. And we're we're laying out in the woods. I had my whole unit. We're all laying out there. That didn't sound right. Anyway, I had my... <laughs> Wait, what did you... <laughs> I had my whole unit. We're all laying out there. <laughs> is this the beginning of the erotic our, podcast? Our group, our group is laying out the, there. This in, is the very the first This is the very first uh, erotic model reverting podcast. Uh, we were doing the... Uh, what was that battle down in North Carolina? Was that... Um, Bentonville. Bentonville. Bentonville, yeah. So we oh went to Bentonville, North Carolina, for the 150th Bentonville, and we're out in the middle Which of the woods. Which was cool. Huh? It was a awesome thing and someday we'll tell you the story about the about the coyote it was like a but, remember that was like a 12 hour drive in a downpour to get there, <laughs> to get, there. That, we get there the ground is we get there in the morning drove from pennsylvania to north carolina so it's a big event we're talking we left it like uh, on each side we left it like four we left it like four in the afternoon on a friday right. on a thursday 
on Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. And then we got it, yeah. there at we the got there was Saturday and Sunday. We got there at like five AM Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, we slept in the car for two hours until they opened up the, oh, the uh, reenactor entrance thing. Soaking wet. And we got there, and and uh, the ground was wet, but we were going to sleep on the ground. So what we did was we bought some hay bales, <laughs> and we spread the hay around to try and soak up the moisture a little bit. And then I put it, I put a big pile down that I could actually lay down and sleep on. We all did, I think. Yeah. And then we, I made a lean-to out of a piece of canvas – you know, it was just like a small little lean-to thing. I laid underneath it because we slept on the ground. We don't have tents and crap like that. We didn't do that. You know, we slept out in the open on the ground. And uh, there's thousands of guys doing the same thing because this was a hardcore reenactor event. It was a hardcore event. So we're laying out there in the woods, and my guys are all trying to rest and sleep and, you know, whatever. That night, we, we that Thursday night, we did go to sleep and my guys hadn't had much sleep all day because they were busy all day and um that guy comes into our camp and he's this goofy looking guy he thought he was a real sergeant i don't know where he was from or what unit he was from and he started trying to wake my guys up okay we had just driven for 12 hours Right, and I and I uh, I woke up, and most of the rest of the reenactors were waking up, were already awake. But all of my guys were still sleeping, and I was awake, and I was over there talking to what, who was the acting acting. I w- beg to say, uh, he's the acting general, and I was friends with him. And he walked. I walked over and I said, "Hey, uh, we were talking," and the guy comes up and he goes, "I tried to I tried to wake up your men, and they won't get up." I said, "What?" I said, why? Why would you try and wake him up? Well, we need to be up. I said, it's Friday. We don't even have a battle or say, nothing today. Didn't he say he tried, kick on, he tried kicking a yeah, guy awake? Yeah, I tried kicking. I said, whoa. I said, don't you kick any of my guys. I said, if you do that, they're going to wake up and beat your ass. You know? We were not happy that day. <laughs> there were some choice words for that guy from a bunch of our guys. And, uh, and then, of course, the general said, yeah, you need to move along and uh, leave his guys alone. They're the wrong set of guys the best way. <laughs> but yeah, well, I was a jerk. Anyhow, uh, how do we get to that subject, by the way? Um, anyway, oh, we were talking then, about – yeah, we were yeah, talking then, about – Yeah. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, Let's get back that's on how track. That guy, that's how that guy acted. It was crazy. Anyhow, whatever. So but, uh, um, we got to do a whole po- – let's do one whole podcast where we just talk about our reenacting. We should. We're gonna do that one night. We got some stories. They'll freak you out and make you laugh. You guys will love you. There, if you're in history, we got some opinions on it that'll make you just cry. You know what? Screw it. Let's do it tonight. Let's go for it. Let's do it next week. I have nothing planned. All right. Well, then let's do it next week. Sorry, I got you guys excited. Now I'm going to bring you back down. <laughs> next, next week we're going to. Next week, week we'll we're going to do. It's going to be a little bit different of a podcast. Um, as a warning, we're going to do just the reenacting. Funny. I mean, we're going to make it funny. You're going to. Man, I got some stories that. You want to tune in? Trust me. You don't even have to know anything about the Civil War. I don't even know how I'm action. alive for half yes. of them. Yeah. Like, there's and, a. It's a miracle that I'm able to sit here today and tell you that. I lived. We're talking Three. about, we're talking about. We were surrounded by forty or fifty coyotes one night. Remember the Kraken night? Am I kidding you? The Kraken. Oh, Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> stories, pal. What's that? Okay, stories and like, what was the one in Georgia you had? Um, the coyotes in Georgia. No, no, the coyotes in North Carolina. We did. I had but coyotes also, in 
Georgia. Yeah, but you also had rain in this and the mud down in Georgia. There was so yeah. mu- there was so much mud in the. It was that clay mud too, so it's like it what, sucks what, your shoe what off. That that? Chickamauga. Oh, Chickamauga, yeah. <laughs> it was so. Anyhow. We're gonna give you a little preview for like five minutes, and then we're gonna go into these stories deeper next week. This yeah. is gonna be so. Oh man, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. Might be a four hour episode next week. <laughs> I'm gonna start it at six o'clock at night. All right. The, the yeah, mud, you'll know why we got out. The, you'll know, and you know why we're a little bit insane now. We're gonna talk about some of the. Oh people. my gosh, this we're is gonna, gonna be. About the, we're gonna talk about some of the people in the hobby without names, huh? Without names, well, of course, without names. But but man, the oh, one yeah. in Georgia, the mud was. So, I'll talk about it more next week. But the mud was so thick, it was like almost mid cap mid mid calf deep, and it was that clay mud, like that red clay mud. And man, it was caked in everything we had. Every little piece of fabric that we came back with had yeah. red, dusty clay mud in it for like months. Oh yeah, I remember at my buddy Adam's car when we drove back home. It yeah. he was saying he would take it to the car wash like months later, and it would still be like red clay like coming out <laughs> coming out of his undercarriage or his car. It was just <laughs> caked on everything. Anyways. All right, man. We yeah. got we got a million stories from whack jobs. Yeah, we'll share them. Whack jobs to yeah, there's some whack jobs. Crazy people. people. It, I I almost got and, and it's going to be a warning to all of you to never let our hobby get like that. Okay, never let this hobby get like that. Because man, we no, there, it won't. It won't. No, we left that. We but, enjoyed that, but we left that to come to this and most do this people we love this. Well, and so I we had kids. You yeah. know, I started having kids, and I didn't right. want to be away as much. So we kind of there was a couple reasons why. Okay, um, let's get to my main topic let's, tonight. All right, next week this yeah. is going to be a little bit different of a podcast. We're going to have be, listen, yeah. tune in for some laughs because we're not going to go deep into we're not going to do history. You may have to wear diapers for that. We're, one. We're, we won't. We'll go into brief history, like hey, this is the one fiftieth of whatever, or this was the whatever event, um, and it signified this. But we're going to just have fun. We're going to oh man, if you're in the if you're into just laughing, this is gonna just be a straight up. You're gonna. Te- you're, I'll have. I'll have tears next week. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. So, let's get okay. back on track. Next week, it's on. I could write a book on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean a thick book. <laughs> this so, would be. It might be a ten part series. Right. <laughs> It'd be like Tom okay. Clancy sized so books. Here's my beef. I got a beef. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? So the beef is. And we've all run into it. I don't have a beef in particular right this moment, but it's something I wanted to talk about for some time now. And that is kits that are missing things. Oh. Windows. Like if I don't have enough windows or I, you know, there's like two or three windows short. Um, Cardboard roofs that aren't cut to scale to the size that they need to be to fit the actual roof that you're trying to fit on. Okay, um, windows, uh, we did windows, um, yeah, the window, um, what's, um, acetate, the acetate, oh man, is you don't, no, there's no, there's not enough of no, it in there, no, there's not enough strip, no, on. I got one, yeah. I got one for acetate, what, and this, this is like, I've seen a couple different places do this, I don't enjoy when I get acetate that's pre-cut. Oh my god! Oh I mean, man! Yeah. Oh, that drives me 
insane. And I understand why. Okay, so there's a lot of people who like to be very technical, and they put the exact size cut of the acetate glass into it because they might, you know, they want the window pane to look this way. and, And we've even had people... Um, I'm drinking a really good beer right now, by the way. Me too. It's a new one. It's a, I've never seen this one. It is from New Trail Brewing. Yeah. They're out of, where are they out of? Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, never heard of So this is cool. I'm going to go off on a little side note here. We're not sponsored by New Trail Brewing Company, but if you want to sponsor, if if the guy from New Trail Brewing Company is into Craftsman Model Railroading and he would like to uh, sponsor (laughs) this show... I love your beer. But anyways, Roxylvania Hazy IPA. Now, okay. wait. There, There's a running series in that area of the state. Yeah. that It's called the Roxylvania Running Series. Uh, so I'm wondering if he saw that was like a big hit in the area for trail running. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, my beer is already new trail brewing company. It's already catering to people who like to be outdoors. And yeah. there's a bunch of people in my area that love trail running. Right. It's a hell of a good beer. Anyways. And they're all beer drinkers. Yeah. You get done with a race and you're like, most, oh. most of you beer, Most of you runners do like your beer. But anyways, back on track. I have um, a Dogfish Head Ale 60 Minute IPA. Oh, man. You chewing it? Are you chewing on that beer? That's a heavy beer. I like that beer. But anyways. All right. Back on track. So, um, what were we talking about? Oh. We're talking about not having. Don't pre cut your acetate. No, don't pre cut the acetate. That's for sure. Because when I get one of those pre cut sheets of acetate, I pitch it. I I throw it right in the trash can. (laughs) I do. Because I want to cut the size my own way and put them on my own way. I don't need them all pre cut. And also, they're cut so precise that. If you don't fit it on just right, you end up smearing out the window with the, with glue. You and I know there's going to be something out there. Oh, if you pull it on just the right direction well, and you take your time, and you you'll know that will never happen. Or if you use this particular type of glue, that will never show up. I, I, somebody's going to do that. But well, and, know, but I do understand why they have. So some guys like if a, if a window is a double pane window. Yeah, we've had people comment when we're doing live videos. Um, if there's a double pane window, and I'm, I'm I'm interested what you think about this too. Um, on a double pane window, some people will say, "Well, don't you put two sheets in, like like an upper and a lower pane of acetate to show that it's different depth, different what? depth." Of, no. I've had people I've had people ask me that. I guess I guess you could. I've never. Man, if somebody's getting their face down that close to I've my never damn done layout, it. even with a camera. Even when I and I, you and I take a lot of close-up pictures of our stuff, right? Yeah. And even with a camera, I've never really been able to catch a difference between a single and double pane window. So I've had people though on live, on especially on the live, they'll yeah. ask me, like, "Hey, um, you know, you're putting one big pane." And so, so what the way I do my windows, I put the plastic window in and I flip it over. Or even if it's a laser cut window, I'll, I'll put in you know in the hole that's cut for the window. Got it. And then I'll put the acetate just on the wood back, and it might be off the top, like it might be back a little bit from the actual window frame, right? Where the glass would be. I don't put it directly on the plastic. Do you do it the same way? Yeah, I just put it on right on the wood. Yeah, and I've had people 
um, ask, and it's a good. I mean, it's a good question if you're that precise with it. Right. Don't you want it to be on the actual window so there's not a gap between the plastic and the? If it looks like it's going to be a huge gap, well then yeah, I will. But okay, if I it mean, looks like it's going to be a, a matter of a, I think I don't know a, a, a point or two. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm that's not happening. I think you know? I think most of our windows though are like fit to that exact window size. Yeah. And if it's especially if it's a titchy window, there's a there's a you know, it goes into the wall. Yeah. So that plastic is almost at the back of the piece of wood. Right. But you know, I've had people ask me about that. So I just wanted to kinda And and you know what? Some people may be into doing that. It's just not me. It's gonna take too much time. I don't have time for that crap. It's gonna go I wanna on get those piece. I might I, even be a little larger than it needs to be. I, it mine's always larger. Yeah. And 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 for me, that little tiny gap, I've never had it show up in a photo. Right. Where you could see the gap, right? Um, it's usually so it's so so slight. It's I mean it's like less than a thirty second of an inch. So ways to unfrustrate yourself. Okay, this is what I'm getting. Oh yeah, back on track. Back on track. Back on track. What I'm getting is, don't get yourself frustrated that you get a kit and some stuff's missing. You know, you know it might not have or they shorted you. You ever get? Have you ever had a kit, Brett? No, you didn't have enough. Strip never. Wood? I've never had that. Strip wood. Never. I've been shorted on strip wood. I'm on kidding. A, on a how many different kits? I didn't have enough strip wood in. Some of them are awesome and give you plenty. Some of them are. I've had kit manufacturers that with one of them, I got plenty of of um, uh, strip wood in it, and then the next kit I bought from them didn't have enough. <laughs> you know, I don't understand it. I mean, figure it out, guys. Come on. So, and I'm about trying to knock you guys. We love you all, and you know it. But I couldn't I mean, make kits. I don't make kits. Yeah. Okay. You know what else I've been shorted on? What? This is a big. This is a big pet peeve of mine. You know when we make the gooseneck lamps, and and we have guide wires that hold uh, awnings over top of doorways yes. and things like that. Okay, and they put a piece of wire in. They usually tape it to the top of a box. Almost all the manufacturers do that. Some of the manufacturers that could care less just dump it into the box, and you may lose it. But I love the idea, by the way, that you guys tape them to the top of the box, inside the box. That's a great idea. However, some of you give me enough. Some of you give me a short little tiny piece. Okay? And then I don't have enough of the damn wire. So I'm sure many of you run into that. You run out of wire. Plus, what else happens with your wire? Because it's so thin. Bends. I lose it. Oh. Or I bend it. Or I lose it. You ever have it on your bench and you're like, where the hell did it get to? It's so damn yeah. thin, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I do. I have extra For wire. proper, uh, yes. I go to Hobby Lobby. I have a whole there spool is, of it. Oh, you have it on, on a roll. Yeah. Well, this is already straight. I like the straight wires, so I can bend it when I need it. I like. I don't want to have to try and rebend so curved wire. Yeah, but here's the thing: I like the idea of having a straight section of wire. But if you can yeah. buy, if you go over to the jewelry section, yeah, you can buy a spool of that stuff, and and like if you're, I if, know, I know, by the by the quantity that the quantity that you get, yeah, is so much cheaper to get it spooled. Okay. Or not spooled. Sometimes it's just wound in like a, you know. That's a great idea. It, I'm and just saying you get way you get you get, you get you get way more you get way more wire 
right. for way less money if it's if it's like in bulk. Okay, but if you want super duper thin wire, okay, yeah, and you want it in a straight piece like the ones they give you, yeah, you go over to um, Hobby Lobby is where I got mine. They're a buck ninety nine oh. for a pack, and you get like five or six uh, lengths of it, strips of it. They're maybe a foot long, a little over a foot long. Let's see, I have them in my the hand. Hobby here. Lobby. They're 12 inches long. Hobby Lobby. Are they on a piece of cardboard? Like they don't yes. get bent? Oh, okay. Yes, they're on a piece of cardboard. It's made by K&S Precision Metals. It's right where they have like modeling uh, paints and things like that and where they keep the models, that type of thing. It's made by K&S Precision Metals. Actually, the person that told me about these and who uses these was Dave Kruiswick. I asked him where he gets his wire and he said huh. he didn't say he didn't say Hobby Lobby, but he said he uses the KNS uh, Precision Metals. Basically, what it is is music wire. Huh. And I get they have it in .015 music wire, and then I have another one that's .20, and it's all very. That's about what they give you .20 or .15 music wire. So it's like that's what it is, and there it's called uh, KNS Precision Metals. And it's a buck ninety nine. You get like five strands of it, and that'll last you for a bunch of models if you're short. Yeah. And you can also use this for kit bashing or or scratch building, you know that kind of thing. You can you'll have it for that as well. That's one thing that I, I get frustrated with sometimes. There's not enough wire. Okay. You start cutting them to the lengths they they recommend for your for your lengths for guide supports and things like that uh-huh. and then you get down to the bottom and go oh my god well I, I can't get I need one more and I don't have enough you ever have that happen yes yeah well now you have now you have it you can go dig the thing out and go okay well, well screw it I'll just cut one you know I'm all set so alright that cardboard make sure you give them enough cardboard so what you do is you go out there's two things you can do you can start saving your cereal boxes, that type of thing. I got a pile of like empty. When I empty a box of Cheerios or something like that, I just flatten the box out and sit on a shelf up here on a big pile. Okay, that any kind of cardboard box from food containers because that's all it is. It's chipboard. Yeah, what it's called cereal boxes. And, right, and I also bought. I, I gave you some too. I split it in half with you. I think I bought sheets of eight and a half by eleven chipboard from. From um, it's a big stack. You get like fifty or hundred sheets, and you get you get it from uh, you know Blick Art Supply online. Blick Art Supply online. They have it, and I think I pay like I don't know less than five. It's like five bucks, and I got a big stack of this stuff, almost like a ream of paper. Mm-hmm. And I gave you half, and I had half. I still have, and I bought that three years ago. I still have it here. Uh, I have plenty left, and. Uh, and I and it's the same thickness of the stuff they cut the roofs out of. So if they cut the roof wrong, like I've recently run into, by the way, mm-hmm. a roof that was cut the wrong size for the top of the roof, and now it's frustrating because it doesn't reach out to the end of the roofs, and it wants me to, and the, and then of course the model wants me to put um, um, under the roof eaves. It uh, it's asking to put uh, the rafter tails, right? Right. And but I can't do that because. The damn roof doesn't even, it barely covers the roof. It doesn't even extend beyond the top of the roof. Okay. It's, it's awful. So 
I had to cut. I had to cut my tonight. I was working on something else. On like I said, I got several things working, and then I have I have a bunch of stuff working right now. Right. Okay. Not just the stuff that everybody's been seeing. I've been doing some stuff on my own. Okay. So on that, I had to cut brand new roof pieces. Luckily, I have the cardboard to do it because I ordered some extra. Have extra stuff on hand, people. Okay. Um, styrene. Get yourself. Go to a hobby shop or look online and get yourself a sheet of white styrene, 0.20 thickness, somewhere in there. Just say you have some extra pieces of styrene. They come in sheets almost 8.5 by 11. I think they're 8 by 10 or something like that. And and get a couple different thicknesses on hand. Yes, it may cost you, you know, 12 or 12 to $15 for three or four different thicknesses. But so what? You know? Get it, and um, that way you have it. If you have to have to cut or make something out of styrene plastic, it's there. You can refit pieces, that type of thing. It's always good to have sheet styrene or strip styrene. Yes. Buy yourself some extra strip wood, okay? They have it at most hobby stores, most craft stores, you know. Buy if you uh, again. I hate using Hobby Lobby and giving them too much credit here, but they have especially one sixteenth square in basswood. You get five sheets or five strips of it. I think it's like I don't know. I have it up here. It's five strips for a dollar ninety nine. It's five pieces, twenty four inches long each. It's a buck ninety nine, and they're in a plastic sheeting, so they're not gonna. You know, so they're so they're. You can keep them in that. Um, I get one sixteenth. I have a couple of them. Um, so they're big long strips. But now, if I'm short corner trim when I'm making my model, I have some. I don't use this unless I'm short, right? Right. So I go up, I grab it, and I have some, and I don't have to feel like I'm frustrated and pissed off, and like I want to throw the model across the room because. <laughs> I didn't get enough strip wood. They have one sixteenth. They have one eighth. They have five sixteenths. I think they have three sixteenths. So you can get these in different squares at places like Hobby Lobby, Michaels, and those types of things. Or you can just get online and order them from like Northeastern Scale Lumber or something along that lines. You know, um, Mount Albert Scale Lumber, and you know, get get on there. And, and they'll ship them to you. They'll gladly ship you all, a couple lengths of each one of these. And it won't cost you a fortune. And you won't frustrate yourself. And you can save yourself some high blood pressure medicine by having this stuff on hand. <laughs> you sound serious, man. I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it's a shame we have to do this sometimes. But it happens. And it happens. Um, we've talked about this before. But windows. Yeah, you know, I've been short. How many times? If, in fact, of anything, I've been short of windows more than anything else in my life. Uh, building these, okay. Go get yourself a set of the Titchy assorted window set. It comes with like hundred window, hundreds of windows, different sizes. You get like not a lot, but you get like four or five of each one. You know. Yeah. And and it has like every window they made. It's it might cost you fifty bucks or so. Fifty bucks or so. Okay, but here's the thing: if you're a seri- if you seriously want to get into this hobby, it's a good investment because when you're short of a window, you don't have to hold production and wait for a window that you have to order 
or one you had to call the manufacturer and go, hey, I'm missing one window. And they had to send you a window, and you got to put your thing on hold for a week and a half if they even answer an email right away, okay, to get it. And you put the thing on hold, and now you can't build any further on that particular part of your kit, okay? Uh Or you don't do it, and you end up, oh, well, I just bored my windows up, and I've done that, okay? But it looks like poop, right? If you can make you can make it look good, but if you start doing it on a lot of your kits, it looks dumb. You know, one one or two, sure, on your layout. Okay, I get it. A boarded up window. We've all seen them. But not every building's got a boarded up window. So make sure, especially if it's a really nice build with some fancy type windows and things mm-hmm. like that, you know? And and you're trying to make it not it's not run down. I don't want to build a building that's I'm not gonna look make look run down. But then I'm missing a window and I got to board it up. Okay, so now you have the you have the box. You sort through the box. You bought you put the piece on that you need, and you use that window up. And then you mark down that you've used that particular type size window, and then then you order it right, and you get a resupply of it, and you can resupply your box. But now you're not waiting for it. Does that make sense to you, Brett? I 100 percent agree with that. And then, and then of course, um, some other things like um, black construction paper. It's cheap for a buck ninety nine at the Craftsman, Michaels, or wherever you go. You can buy, or two maybe it's two ninety nine. I don't know. You can buy a whole pack, a thick pack of black construction paper. I guarantee you that'll last you for what? I don't know. Um, Years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have black construction paper. You have roofing material. You have window blackout stuff. Um, you know, black construction paper. You'll have it. You know, they don't, sometimes they give you a, a little three by three square piece in your box. Well, it might not be enough and you need more. Or let's say you're scratch building or you don't like using the roofing material that comes with your kit and you want to replace it and just do. Some, Black um, construction paper is one of the most one of the most versatile things yeah. to have. Yeah. Now I can take some regular white copy paper, take it outside, spray it with a spray can of flat black paint, and make my own. What a pain in the ass! Why should I have to do that when I can just reach over, grab a sheet of black construction paper, and start cutting a thing, and sticking it on where I need to stick it on, or putting a roof on, roof on where I need to put the roof on? That kind of thing. Then I can weather it up any way I want. Plus, when you put alcohol India ink uh, wash onto your construction paper, it does this really cool, funky – when the alcohol dries out on it, it dries up funny. And it, it, it gets crackly and stuff like that. It, you get some real cool effects when you use it on construction paper, even your paints and modeling um, – um, weathering materials and things like that, chalks and things. Right. They they adhere to it differently and give you a better, or a, maybe not a better, but a different effect than what you get off of the white copy paper that you cut your strips out of. Okay. Mm-hmm. For your for your tar paper. So and it's already black, and it's black on both sides. And it's, so if you have an overlap. And you and it's jacked up a little bit where it kind of turns. I don't have to paint underneath the damn thing. It's already black. 
The other nice thing about it is it weathers well. Yeah. So you can do your weathering pigments or even some of the acrylic um, ammo by MIG stuff or right. any other weathering stuff it's that you're using. It. It, it it accepts those weathering agents extremely well. Because it's got a little bit of a rougher edge to and it. And it's porous. Yeah, exactly. And when you sand it, it looks killer. Yeah, because it gives it some tooth. Yeah, if you if you use a little bit of a light sandpaper, like a two twenty grit, um, or finer, you can sand the edges of it and make it give it a little bit of a ragged edge. Yeah, and one of the best milers we know uses it all the time. Yep, Jason Jensen uses construction paper. Yeah, you know, because and then not only that, it's freaking cheap. <laughs> so it is. I mean, it's, in, it's in the kids section where they sell kids paper. You know. Get it. Pick up a pack. You know, it might not be a bad idea to grab a pack of brown while you're at it. I never thought about using brown construction paper. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. Right. The old man that just didn't fall off the turnip. Just... You didn't fall off the toe? Off the turnip truck. I don't even know what that means. Have you ever (laughs) seen a turnip truck? I've heard that saying so many times, like from my parents and stuff, and I've never heard... Or seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen a turnip truck. I'm sure they're out there. A turnip truck? <laughs> yeah, but uh, have you ever seen one? No. He just fell off a turnip truck. I've never even heard that in my life. you never heard that? No. Oh, it must just be me. It must be some Pennsylvania Dutch bullshit. So, I mean, anyway. I've, heard, I've, I've heard a lot of PA Dutch sayings. I've never heard that one. <laughs> and wait a minute. PA Dutch, they're not even... If they're if they're talking Amish Dutch, they're not even supposed to have trucks. So anyhow, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, um, so that's where we're at. I, I got. I'm not trying to bust on. I'm not trying to bust on the manufacturers here. I'm not. They, like I said before, they we love them. We they know it. They I know don't make we, kits. Like I said, I don't make but, kits. Right. I I, I don't. Man, they don't, don't all short me, and they don't, don't short me. This shit doesn't cost that much. They don't, don't all me. do it, but it, no, they don't all do it. I'm not trying to classify any of them, okay? In a certain way, I'm not naming anybody. It just it does happen. It does happen. I, they don't all do it, but I will say, I'm not going to lie to you. They don't all do it, but every one of them that I've dealt with, I've been missing one thing, one thing. Not every kid or nothing. But every one of those manufacturers, I know, at some but, point, it, but you gotta give them a little credit. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. I do, I do. I love them. They're great. You know, but I'm saying it's gonna happen. So expect it. So in that case, be prepared for it, so you can do your job. You don't want to slow down to do your job. If you work at work, and let's say you work in the office, and you go to the copier, and you need to copy something important, a document, okay, and you go to copy that document, but guess what? There's no paper in in the copier because somebody didn't fill it. No, because you're out of paper in your business. Well, that doesn't happen, right? Because your company makes sure that you have stacks and stacks of copy paper available so you don't run out. Why? Because they don't want to slow down your production. I don't want to slow down my production in my workshop. You know, And mm-hmm. I take this hobby serious. If you take this hobby serious... 
and this is something you seriously want to do, and you're listening to my show or our show. I'm sorry, my show. It's okay. If you're listening to our show, okay. You know that we take this serious, and I'm mostly you do too. And I know there's some newbies that are trying to get into it, and that's great. I think that they get hooked, and they want to take it serious as well. They want to do it right. Like I said, we have tried to tell you people to save money and save money. Okay, we've done it for years now. Okay, but bottom line is, sometimes you got to spend a little money to save a little. Right down the road, you know. Anyhow, that's it. All right. Let's wrap that part up and go into the patron questions. <laughs> let's do that. All right. Patron questions. Real quick, um, just a shout out to our patrons. As always, we thank you guys and uh, love that you guys are all patrons of our show. Um, definitely helps us keep everything going. Now, yes. including the Zoom we're going to have this Sunday night. Um, we have our patron Zoom, our monthly patron Zoom. Um, I think it's at 8 or 8.30. I'm not sure the time the pay it's in the patron group yep um but we'll all be on there okay um so if you aren't a patron you can join in we got about i think the one time we if had you aren't a, a patron you can join as a patron and at get patreon.com forward slash brett wiley uh right. the links in the description um for the show but we do our monthly patron zoom we missed august uh it was in the middle of the group build when, when the last one was due and there was a lot going on and right. um Bad excuses, but uh, I, I yeah, did not schedule it. Got trips and but going places. the yeah. patron Zoom is resuming. We're resuming the Zoom uh, this month, September 27th at, I think, 8 or 8.30, Sunday, 8 or 8.30 Eastern time. Uh, Information is all in the Overtime at the Bench patrons only group, yeah. which you also get access to when you become a patron. Um, and we do our kit drawings. That'll be up. Next week, actually, we're going to do two new kit drawings. Last week, last month, we gave away, or this month, we gave away two kits um, from My Mount Models. I don't know what we're going to do yet for the next ones, but we're going to do some some awesome. I gave away Tom, a Tom's Top Dog. I think, was it Tom's or the new garage? No, it was a new garage that he did at My cool. Mount Models. But anyways, we do a lot. Um, we try to keep the patrons excited, and there's a lot of camaraderie in the Facebook group as well. But right. let's jump into our patron questions and i'm going to talk to everybody after we're done with patron questions we want to get into a special contest that's going to start and, contest not, and i'll get into it all right okay first question ron piskel if you could only have three colors to use on a build including details which three colors would you use Ooh. Uh, wait repeat that if you could only use three colors on a build Including details, which three colors would you use? Including details. Yeah. Ooh. I know well, my three. Go ahead. White. Yeah. Well, like an off white. Uh, I use a vanilla cream a yeah. lot. I have a yep. pink called vanilla cream. I would use that one. I would mm-hmm. use um, barnwood, and I would use olive green. Uh, I said that's a good choice. So white because you could weather white to look like a million different shades. You could use right. a you could use a ink wash to make it look different. You could um, I have some wa- you could use a wash of um, like a brown. I have a sepia ink. Right. Um, I'm not gonna count weathering products. I'm just gonna use three colors of paint. I'm gonna modify right. Ron's question to just be three colors of paint because I think if you use three 
kind of base colors of paint, you could do a lot with it. Yeah. Um, so white would be the first one because you can make it look a million different shades. Right. Um, barn wood would be the other one because, again, if you weather it right, you could do a lot with it. Yeah. And then olive, I think olive's a pretty standard color. Um, you could paint some barrels with it. You could paint trim hand trucks with it. If for detail parts, you could do trim. You could do your windows with olive. You could do your walls with olive and do barn wood windows and trim or white window white white windows and trim. Right. Uh, so those would be my three. Yep, I would use um antique white. Or it's just the same as what you're going It's as. an aged white, yeah. Right, right. Um, I would use raw umber. Ooh. And I would, because there's many things you can do with the raw umber, and you thin it out with water and such, and you can make yeah. washes with it and everything else. And any of these three colors, it, you could make, you could vary the tone of them by just watering them down. Right, and I would, I would second your, your all green drab, drab all green. Or if you weren't going to go the all green route, then I would go with like a barn red yes. or brick red. Or yeah, brick red. Um, I've used a couple times. Um, it's called red wine paint. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a little bit more. It's got a little bit more of a maroon, yeah, purpley look. But when you weather it down, it looks it looks great and it gets that real deep, rich right. red look. Tan is another great color. Like a it's like a, good a standby. A khaki. Just tan. Ka- khaki's a good tan one. Tan or khaki, either one. Yeah. Tan or khaki or one of those. You yeah. Know, like jute, straw, whatever they call them, whatever the fancy name is they call call them. They have them all. But you know, you want something along that lines, so it'll be a good choice as well. Definitely. Lynn's so. question. Lynn McCurdy, are you now finding more missing parts from kits? Uh, funny that you ask. That was the entire theme of our episode, Lynn. Um, so I think you got the answer to that in our this week's I think episode. We kind of covered that one. Um, good question. You must have been as frustrated as I've been lately. <laughs> uh, Jake Johnson asks: Share some plaster kit build experiences. I'm not talking. I'm not taking a shot at. I am taking a shot at building some plaster kits. I'm not going to offer them at this time. And he's talking about with Crescent Creek models. Um, also, yeah, Jake, I, I have that Crescent gas station, models. the last resort gas station to build. And oh, also to, yeah. to play with that uh, stucco yet. So I didn't forget about yeah. that one. But plaster I've kits. I've not done too many plaster kits. You did the, the one hotel. The hotel. From, uh, from uh, Deco. Art Deco. Yep. Uh, yeah. The I Deco, did. Deco, what do, what do they call it? Art Deco. Not yeah. Art Deco. Deco, um, Deco yeah. You said it the first time. Art Deco? Is it Art Deco? It is Art Deco. Yeah. Man, we're not, yeah, you can tell we're not. Sorry about that. Yeah. Anyways, I, mean, um, I did the... Uh, and I've had good luck with it. I really don't have any bad experiences other than the fact that the, the plaster seems to absorb the it paint. It soaks it in like bit. a sponge. Right, right. So you sometimes have to put an extra layer on. Right. Or second coating. Usually, I got away with the second coating on mine. And uh, I don't know. It paints up just like anything else. I, I thought it was great. I liked it. The details on them are great. It's more like doing on the painting end of things. I think it's been a lot like doing um, 
uh, when you do sort of like, don't get me wrong, I, I, I think it's great and you can make it look awesome. But I think it's a lot like doing a plastic kit because the details are already yeah. are already molded in for you, like injection molded plastic. Yeah. And um, but you know when you weather it and paint it up, I think I mean, it weathers. It looks- I think it weathers nicer than plastic. Oh yeah, yeah. The only yeah. other thing is, even when you prime it, it still soaks in that paint like crazy. Yeah. Um, and even when you, if you use an India ink wash or whatever, it soaks it in like immediately. Oh yeah. So you got to be careful with the India ink wash. And I think uh, the I did the booby hatch, mm-hmm. which is a strip club from Art Deco. Yeah. I did um, – what was the other one I did? Oh, Doug Fiscali from Fascal Models oh, has yeah. Wiley, uh, Wiley, uh, TB uh, Wiley waterproofing. Yeah. And that one's a plaster kit. And, uh, that turned out beautiful. It's an awesome kit. Uh, I need to go back through – oh, here's a tip I I can give you for it. Where your walls meet, make sure you sand them nice and square. Yeah. Because where the walls are on the backside is the backside of the casting. So it's usually not 100% flat. Yeah. A little bit of a warp to it. So when you fit those walls together, if you don't sand them ahead of time, they don't the, – the, the seams don't fit very well. And this is not yeah. anything against any of the plastic – I mean any it's of the plastic it walls. It's just, the, it's just the material. Yeah. Um, so you got to make sure you – Make sure that those joints in the walls are sanded as flat as you can get them. And then uh, Doug Fiscali actually gave a nice tip on the show. Get some drywall mud and kind of fill in those really lightly, fill in those um, cracks where the walls meet. Yeah. And then you can paint them up and it, it blends them really nicely. And then you have a seamless looking wall on, on all the corners. So that's my one big tip from plaster walls. Yeah, and, and the thing about this is, it's cool. Is that they they the detail on them is just insane, you know? Because it's hydrocal and it's and yeah. it brings every detail out. Uh, if you take your time with it and paint it up with with some with some with some precision, you can make it look absolutely insane, like they the most great. real thing you'll ever see. Now, the other thing is, um, be careful. And it's, it's one of the only ways. Be to careful go. moving it and handling them because you'll chip them easier yeah. too, or break yeah. them. So, right. Um, and, and the other thing I've I've noticed, and then we can move on from this next, is any of the people that do the plaster wall kits, um, they've all stated that if you get a wall and you receive one that's broken, to the point where like you can't really work with it. Yeah. I've I've seen them all post that like, hey, let me know if a wall is broken in shipment because. I'll send you a new wall. Um, yeah. Now, don't take my word for it. I I can't say that they'll all do it, but I've seen people online saying that they've broken walls and had them replaced. So that's yeah. nice that the guys can do that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it's also said, it's probably also one easy. of the things where kit manufacturers and I, like I said on the on the we're going to give them a little credit topic. now. Well, not only that is, yeah, exactly. A lot of credit. All of them, whether it's that or missing wood or anything like that. If you contact them and let they them know. They want to make it right. They will make it right. I know the ones I, I know, the ones that we're friends with and know will definitely make it well, right. They don't, yeah. And they're great about that. They feel bad. I mean, it, sure. So I, I kind of want to backpedal from what my dad had said a little bit. Those, these guys are doing a lot of parts for a lot of kits and – it happens. I would miss stuff. I know I would. Right. So right. and and all I these all these. That. I'm just saying, 
to prepare yourself for when it does happen. Yes. So what to have ready. What to have ready. Yeah. And here's right. the other thing. Biggest tip with it. If you're missing something that's critical for that build, just send them an email. They want A lot of these guys want to make it right. Um, they don't want to send you something. Like, listen, right. they all build models as well. A lot of all these guys are also doing what we do. Yeah. So they know how it is when you get something and it's missing a part, and they don't want you to be frustrated. They want you to build the kit completely. So if you right. send them a message and say, "Hey, I'm missing a wall," or "Hey, I'm missing this," or whatever it is, nine times out of ten, they're going to send you that piece, and they're not going to worry about that because right. they want you to. They want you to have fun with their kit. And they want you to build it correctly. And and if and, you're going to be a belligerent, and they're all and they're all cool guys. Not. They're yeah. all cool guys. So. um you know, it happens. All right. Next question. When doing roads on your layout, do you use drywall mud or task board? So, Scott, I'm going to add to that. Um, you can also do it directly on your extruded foam if you're doing it correctly. Um, so I've done all three. I've not done task board road, though. I've, I've done task board, board sidewalks. Road. Yes. Um but I've done roads on drywall mud. I've done roads with the Durham's water putty. I've done roads with plaster. Mm-hmm. I've done roads with uh, uh, straight on the extruded foam. And right. personally, I enjoy doing roads directly on the str- extruded foam. Yeah. Because I can etch some cracks into it, into the foam. I can paint on it and then edit it later. It's easier to edit it and add some... You know, if I got to put a manhole cover in, I, it's easier to cut into the foam and right. doctor it up that way. That's my personal preference. Um, I know Therms is a little bit tougher to work with with roads. I've, I think I've, I won't say mastered it. I think I've figured out the tricks with it. Um, you just got to be patient with Therms. Um, the advantage with Therms over the foam is if you are working around it and you end up accidentally nick the foam. Then you got this weird looking pothole thing you got to doctor up and fix, and you end up having to patch it. I've used a drywall to pa- drywall mud to patch it. Um, the nice thing with Durham's is when it dries, um, I'm pretty sure you could set a nuclear warhead off on that stuff, and it will not <laughs> dent. <laughs> the rest, I, of, I use, the rest I of your house will blow over. The rest of your house will explode, and that Durham's water putty, man, that stuff will be holding strong down there. Yep. Um, I use drywall mud on my roads and then sand it. And I'm talking less than a 16th to a 32nd of an inch thick. That's all the thicker I put it on. And then I sand it even at that point just to get it all even. I don't make it too thick. The thicker you make that drywall mud, okay, and the thicker you use that you do that, on well, any of that, don't use plaster cracks all over the place on me. Right. I don't plaster Paris on something like that. But I've had. We've done that. Of, We've had the plaster disaster. Yeah, plaster disaster. But the drywall mud, if you put it on super duper thin and let it dry and then sand it down, I've had good luck with it. But there's a key to doing that is if you use the uh, drywall mud um, and, and uh, joint compound or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Put a layer of white glue down first um, and while it's wet. You know, Spread it out with your finger to the exact places you want 
that drywall mud or joint compound to go. And then put your joint compound on and spread it super thin and let it dry. What that glue does is so when the drywall mud or joint compound dries, it adheres it to the base or to your foam or to your base uh, underneath. And what that does then is it, it keeps it from popping up from underneath and cracking when it comes off. It doesn't, it, it sticks it down, you know, basically right. you're putting wet, wet joint compound on top of Elmer's glue. But bottom line is it holds to your base and doesn't pop up or crack up. Okay. And, uh, that was a uh, George Celio's tip, by the way. So it's a tip from the master. Yes, and so uh, it's not my thing. It's something I've read through his so his di- uh, directions on how to do his roads. And um, anyhow, that was um, you know just a little bit of Elmer's glue on the bottom, just to kind of or white white glue or whatever you use mm-hmm. uh, on the bottom underneath the plaster, and then let it dry, and then sand it down. That's one way. And then, like Brett said, on the top of the extruded foam is another. I think that's my favorite. Way. It's an awesome way. I think it's We've my had favorite. Good luck with them. Yep. Because uh, you can put. I mean, what's nice about that is you can etch out your your expansion joints ahead yep. of time. You can etch out the edges. You can etch out everything with an exacto knife. Um, right. Ahead of time, get a nice new sharp blade, which I am not good at. Uh, right. I have a bunch down here. I have been replacing them now. Since you guys all yeah. gave me a hard time, I have been replacing my blades. But, Since I gave you a hundred of them. I know. Now I have no excuse. But <laughs> um, it's just nice because you can lay out the whole road and all the details and everything ahead of time. And then you just paint over it with two, you know, it usually takes about two coats yeah. um, of a good acrylic paint. Right. And And once it dries, it fills in. And it, it it shows all those features that you pre-etched into the road. Um, and if there's something you want to add later, you can just take your Zacto blade and cut new features into it. And then just, you know, before you weather it, dab a little bit of paint in there that matches it if you use the same road color. Right. And you're done. It's so easy to work with. I love doing it on top of the foam. I love doing it on foam. There's going to be Scott Perry's quote of the week. Um <laughs> Uh, the, yours earlier might cut the cake. That might be the better one about your unit in the field. <laughs> but um, either way, uh, I my hands down favorite way to do roads is straight on top of the foam. Yeah. Now I will add a little bit of a. I'll I'll put an asterisk beside that statement of my favorite way to make roads is on top of the foam. If I'm doing roads on a on an incline where I've carved, the, yeah, the foam gets. Funky. If I've carved the foam to be an incline on a road, like yeah. it's going up a hill, or like I did with the terminal where it's a massive hill, right? I I do. I I first smooth it out with drywall mud, yeah, uh, and then I sand it so it's nice and smooth, you know. And I shop. Right. I have right. you make sure you shop back all this the drywall dust up. Yep. And then I did put Durham's down on top of that. And then I paint, I sanded it again with like a really fine grit sandpaper, um, shot back it again. And then I paint my um, road color on it because no matter how good or no, doesn't matter how well you sand that foam that you've shaped to the hillside, once you paint it with acrylics, it's, it's going to show 
every flaw in that foam. It does. It'll never look 100% smooth. So if you're doing roads on a hill, uh, you got to smooth it out with a drywall mud or use a product like Durham's or something because as good as you can get it sanded, it's always going to show that one defect that's going to make your roads look terrible on a hill. So that's my one little tip for inclined roads. And you probably would agree with me on that. It's just absolutely if you're doing inclined roads, um, yeah. roads on a hill, you gotta you gotta smooth it out with a drywall mud or uh, some kind of thing. Durham's won't fill in the cracks either, so I just I suggest using just straight up uh, drywall mud. Yeah. Um, smooth it out, let it dry overnight. Come down the next day, sand it out, and then either paint on that, or if you want it to be a little bit smoother and a little bit more firm. Put a coat of Durham's on it. I mean, Durham's is at the hardware store is cheap. It's easy to work with. Just put it on. It it works awesome. So, yeah. Anyways, well, that's damn, my. We covered that. That's my road tip. That's a that was a pretty thorough uh, answer there. It was. Um, I just I enjoy roads. I w- I need to do more. Um, it, it, that whole wharf area actually, that whole flat wharf area. I'm planning to just make it all concrete, that's pretty much. Be so be cool. It's a lot of concrete, so I got to do a lot of relief cuts in it too. Right. All right. My Mind Mount Models and Ron Kleiss ask if there was any progress on your daughter's building. Well, Ron, uh, no. So because of, <laughs> and it's not her fault, not my fault. It's just we've been every weekend for like the last two or three weeks. We've had events going on, and there's been stuff going back to school. Back to school. She started kindergarten. There's a lot going on, and it kind of got sidelined all it needs is assembly and some weathering so yeah. uh you know this might be a good weekend for it we don't have anything going on this weekend uh and next weekend we're pretty free so we'll probably yeah, I'll, maybe i'll get her down here and other than football we'll get down here and work on that work on the that build together right maybe tomorrow night who knows and then lynn had a little sub comment about below that about uh mom's building lisa's building She's actually done with that. So, she did uh, hers, yeah. She's done it. It turned out pretty awesome. We should she, get did her, two, she did two buildings. We should get her another one here. I, I have we, some. We re- I, have, we, I have some of it. And we re-upped our subscription to the kid of the month. So uh, yes, that's right. if we get another one, she can do one of them. I have I have one or two kid of the month sitting up here. I so, have like three. Done deal, done deal. Listen, I got to do those before I get my next one because I'm, I, they're yeah. starting to pile up and I got to finish them. I know. I got so, a lot of stuff. Listen, Doug. Doug, you're killing us. You're killing me because I don't want to <laughs> miss out. I don't want to miss out on that kit, and then I yeah. can't get them done. And then I'm like, well, I can't miss out on the next kit, but I can't get to it yet. Oh man, you gotta, you, you got us all. You got us all by the, you know what's Doug? Because I'll just say it. You got us all by the balls. Because man, I don't want to miss another one, and. uh I haven't even been able to do the last two I got. Right. Or three, whatever it is. And I know you have a couple. But um they're they're not I don't feel bad about having those ones lay around because I know that those are cool little evening kits. Yeah. And if yeah. it's like all right, once I finally get this other massive stuff off my bench, I can do one of them in a night or two. Um yeah. But, you know, it's such a it's such a you, you don't want to miss out because every time he posts a picture of one, I'm going, oh yeah, I can't wait to get that. And then it sits, yep. and then it sits down here. 
Right. So, uh, you know, and, and I mean, that's kind of the story of everyone that builds kits is we get them and then we go, ah, oh, man, it's on that stack. I got to get all these other ones done. And then you see another one and you go, I got to get it. And then you get it in the mail and you're like, ah, oh, it's going to take me forever to get to this kit. <laughs> so anyways, um, we did get our kit of the month re-upped. So I cannot wait to get the next one. Right. And, and by the way, the next one looks really pretty cool. All right. Last one here is from Greg Cassidy. This is a fun one here. I don't think we've ever been asked this question. Have Have you guys ever had to finish each other's builds? No. Nope. Um, I don't think it would look right either. So, we have two different kind of styles. We have a very similar... We when we're done with them, our buildings look great next to each other and stuff like that. They do, they, you know, it but, works out. But the the but the way in which you work and I work, yeah. yeah, wouldn't I don't think would mesh. No. So I don't no. think I could pick up one of your builds and just go from. Well, don't get me wrong. I could complete could. one of your you builds could. and you could complete one of my builds without question. I feel bad because I have not been able to build in the last two months like I have been before. I need to I need to get back into it. I I kind of I'm not gonna lie, I've been working crazy right li- lately, as you guys know, and I kind of lost a little mojo. So I'm hoping I can kind of re restart that. I need I need to just find my mojo again with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all go through that every now and then. Right. Um, right. But kind of lost a little bit of mojo with it. I want to do it. It's not like I lost motivation. I just I gotta get my I gotta get the engine started again. But back right. to this. The the process in which you work, Dad, and how I work is different. So yeah. it would be tough to just pick up where you left off. It would still look good, but your I would have to kind of get into your thought process behind a build. Yeah, and probably you for me, which would be even oh, more yeah. confusing. You'd Absolutely. look at you'd look at the way I build kits and go, "Where the hell did you? What are you doing?" right now like where did you leave this son of a bitch off because i don't even know how to pick it up and you would do the same thing absolutely um and i think that just goes with not just with kit building if you had to go into work and start someone else's project tomorrow that you never touched right but you knew what they were doing it'd be kind of like that like they have their own style of work and i can make it happen it would look good it was just yeah i mean i'm not worried about that i would i'm not saying that it's just yeah you know, it it would be it's kinda like <laughs> it's kinda like when you start a new job and they someone else is doing that job before you and your boss is expecting you to do it that way, but you got a different style of work. Yeah. So you gotta take a couple days to kinda, you know, get into the rhythm of it and restart that. It's right. just like that. You know, my dad works a different way than I do and 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 I'd be like that with anyone listening. You know, if you had to work on someone else's stuff, you would go into their workshop and go, what is oh, yeah. going on in this place? But then right. your workshop might feel confusing to somebody else or right. your work that you're working on is confusing to somebody else. But you know what's happening because when you open that kit, you can – I don't know how you are, Dad, but when I open up a new kit, I'm already planning everything I'm going to do for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't write it down, but mentally I have a note – like okay, oh, yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Yep. And 
my checklist in my head when I'm working on a build is different than your checklist that you have when you open up a kit. Sure. So, what's and we'll wrap up before we do the contest here that you're going to announce. Um, what is your when you let's do like a minute each here? We'll keep it short. When you open up a brand new box. What's the first thing, like the first couple things you do that you set out? Here's the things I do when I open a brand new box. Walls. Okay, and then walls are the very first thing I pull, and I look at them, check them all out real good, just to, just to kind of get that visual of what I'm going to do. And then the next thing I do is you kind of lay them I'll out. Be, I'll be, I'm not going to lie to you. The next thing I do, I, yeah, I lay my walls you, out. And wait, wait, I got a question. Do you lay them out like? Here's the one corner, and then from that corner uh, around, I yeah. lay them out in the order that they're going to go around if you were going to wrap uh, them? Yeah. Oh, I do I it that way. Out, I just pull them out, stack them up, look at them, make sure. Oh. Because I one of the key pieces I don't want to be missing on my kit, a wall. <laughs> right. I don't want to miss a wall, man. So if, I gotta, I, if I'm missing a wall, i got a problem, a major problem. I do the same okay. thing, Dad, but when I lay out my walls, um, yeah. I lay them out as if I was going to picture the building – uh, and this might be because I went to school for uh, drafting and design. Sure, I, I lay them out flat. Like if you're gonna flat, if you're gonna take all the walls from 3D to all a right. flat view, I lay them all out edge to edge. Now, I've obviously, obviously, yeah. the left and the right edge aren't going to. They don't wrap around because it's flat. Uh, but I lay right. it out like it's a flat file every gotcha. single time. Yeah, and that's why I, 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 I just, I've done that too. Now, here's the other thing. One of the main things I look at, and I know it sounds goofy, I dig out the sign sheet. <laughs> and why do I That's dig That's exciting, that sign though. Sheet out? Yeah, because I like the signs on a lot of buildings. And sometimes sometimes the signs themselves are one of the reasons why I've ordered kits. So you're in when particular. you. Yeah, it, it, the sign is what sold it. It's kind of well, like. One the, of the key pieces. That, go ahead. Kind of like ahead. when we were reenacting and you saw a guy with an awesome kit, but he had a kick ass hat. Yeah. And you're like, the hat makes the kit. Yeah, the hat makes that guy's uniform. Right. Um, it's just okay. like that with a building. the The signs can make the building. But well, one of the reasons I pull the sign out is to look at the quality of the signs. Yeah, uh, if they're printed. Some well. of the signs are crap. I'm, 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 I'm not saying <laughs> man, the, the manufacturers are going to hang me today. But you're not. You're not making any friends tonight. No, but I'm saying there's some there's some that aren't printed well. They're printed on paper and, and it's very faded well, and most it doesn't are printed look on like paper. Well, I know that they're printed on paper. I'm saying some of the printing jobs on them, you know, maybe go out and get a new printer. I don't know. Maybe get yourself a printer that prints a little brighter. Put some ink in the damn thing and, and get me a bright sign because that's what I, I um My favorite okay. types of signs to get are the ones yeah. that you can clearly tell are laser print. Yep. Uh, and they got And you can tell when you pull them out of a box. Yep. Uh, they got that little bit of a shine to the print. Yeah, and um, if it doesn't have that, if it doesn't look good for me, that sign sheet doesn't get used, and I will go to my computer and I'll print my own signs out. No, because, or you'll message me and say, "Hey, can you make a sign?" Yeah, well, I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I make. Know? I made a couple for you. I did Dave, Davy's boots too. Yeah. Um, you did that? You also did the one with the. Uh, have you down on the pier? I had that fish, uh, the tackle shop on the Have pier. Have you tried doing, a, um, like I did with, uh, I've done it a couple times now. Have you ever tried printing 
um, a stencil? Yeah. You have? I have. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like I did. I uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually I looking at two of them. With it I threw it away. I yeah. had the fresh crabs one I made. Yeah. And I did the one for the Wiley waterproofing. I did the whole one side. It says roofing. I think you did some down on the waterfront area, too. I did a bunch like that. Got no wake zone thing. So you know what? Other. Here's a cool tip, guys. And I've done, I think I might have talked about this on a live Facebook video or whatever in the past. Um, one really cool thing to do. This is so easy to do. If you want to do rooftop signs or you want to do wall signs, painted wall signs, whatever it is. Um get your go to go to office depot go to shit go to walmart and buy a pack of cardstock you don't have to buy 250 sheets you don't have to buy a whole ream right you can get a thin pack of you know 100 sheets of cardstock yep get on your computer get on microsoft word go to font fontsquirrel.com fontsquirrel.com you're talking like an index card or something like that yeah, just cardstock. You can run cardstock. card. Yeah, you can okay. run cardstock through your your printer. normal printer. Right. Go to dot com. Go to dafont dot com. D a f o n t dot com. There's a couple mm-hmm. other free sites, but those are my two like big ones. They're they're free only for personal use, not commercial right. use. So you can't sure. resell it, obviously. But right. most most of our listeners wouldn't be doing that anyways. Right. Um, find a nice big bold font. I use the font. But go ahead. Font Squirrel is my favorite just because it's okay. got a cool name. But anyways, back on track. Oh, another free one, Google Fonts. You can download a zillion fonts for, from Google Fonts. Yep. Uh, and they're all open source. They're free, commercial, and um, personal use. Okay. Download it. Put them on your computer. Get in the – even if you just have Word, get on Word. Install that font on your computer. And all three of those sites have a way – they all have a FAQ section that tells you how to install the font on your computer if you it's need help, if you need help yeah. with that. But some people might not know how to. So right. there's all, all those sites to explain how to install the font. If you want to make a custom sign like, like, like I did with Fresh Crabs that I'm going to make a stencil with. And we've all gotten a kit where it's got a card stock or a piece of cardboard cut with the letters that you're going to use mm-hmm. for a stencil – well, if you don't right. want to use that, print out your own on cardstock, take a Zacto knife, cut it out. If you have a letter like O or D or B or P or A that has like a um like an inside cutout, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Or um yeah, any letter that has like a make circle. A thin, thin bridge. You gotta make yeah. a little bridge and then you go back later and you touch it up with a dry brush. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Cut all that out. You have to use cardstock because regular paper's too thin. Uh, it, it, it'll bleed. It'll bleed for sure. Underneath the paper. But get that cardstock, man. Cut that out. You can do so much with that. Wall signs, roof signs. You can do small, smaller ones that you just want to make a custom stencil with. It is, mm-hmm. I love doing that. That is so fun. And later when you show pictures of your build, people are going to see that and not know where the hell you got that sign from. And you can be proud because you made it. Well, no one else oh, in the yeah. world will have that sign. No one in the world will have that sign because you made it, you hand cut it, you stenciled it, done. You got your own font. You picked your own font yeah. for it. So anyways, that's just... You named your sign. I went yeah. off on a little bit of a tangent, but that is such a cool... I, I love doing that. I don't. You can't do it for every building, nah. but do it on a couple buildings. Man, that is like... 
it adds so much customization and character to a building. If if that's the only thing you customize, I did that Captain Jack's crabs that you got me for mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. Literally, the only thing I changed on it was the sign on the front that said Pops Crabs. Yeah. And the roof sign, I just put Fresh Crabs. That didn't even come with the kit. No. I just made it. It looks cool. It changed that whole building. That tiny it little did. thing changed the whole building. It did. Uh, because now there's a whole, like, it's a whole story on the roof. Just the roof alone. Someone's got to get up there and paint it. It's weathered a little bit. Man, that yep. just adds life to that building. Rather than having yep. a plain shingle or tar paper roof, now it's got a sign. It's a marketing piece on that roof. So, anyways, I went off on a tangent with that. I just love, I love doing that. So, thought it was important all right let's get into the contest let's wrap up tonight we've done a lot we've made some enemies we've uh <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we're just telling we're just we're not i know i know i know i know i know i'm just kidding uh we love all you guys anyways but let's get into my dad's exciting concept contest announcement all right well october is coming so it is Right. We got Halloween coming around the corner. So, we're going to have a special Halloween episode um, coming up the week of Halloween week. You can um, almost count the reenacted one as a Halloween episode. That's right. I'm just kidding. And <laughs> Well, true. But um, our, our special guests for that um, are going to be James A. Powell, who we had on... Not long ago. I loved having James on. And uh, who has monster uh, model work. What uh, a perfect model, theme uh, for the sorry, Halloween mo- episode. Monster, yeah, Monster City Studios. And he also has... Um, brick Monster. A brick Monster. So it's a like monster, right? It's monster. And then... It couldn't be one, better fit for the Halloween episode. One of our favorite episode. artists and your favorite artist, one of our favorite artists is J- um, Jason Jensen. So we're going to have... Um, both of those two on Jason together. Will now they be both appear- know each other. They're both friends. Jason will now um, be appearing on his you know, 100th episode of the show. <laughs> I don't know how many. It's been a, t- a bunch. But Jason's going to be on with them. They both agreed to doing it. They're going to have a... Oh, man. They're going to do a special show with the two of them. This is going to be great. Jason, Jason's one of those guys that can do something cool with Halloween. You know I mean? This is a guy who who's an illustrator for, for uh, his books. art... For comic books and things like that, it's like perfect. You know, it's just awesome to have somebody on like him at, at any time. But for both of them, it's just amazing. Uh, they're both great modelers, and it'll be awesome to have them on. And uh, James has supplied us with a um, that'll be Halloween weekend. Um, and then James has supplied us with some prizes to give away. Ooh. His mon- his, are they monster his, theme? Wait, are they monster theme prizes? They are, well, kind of. Ooh. They're brick brick monster monsters. Brick monsters. The brick monster brick rollers. It's a set, so it has. And a, you've tried them, right? Set. I have tried them. I'm I'm playing with them right now to figure them out. And <laughs> you're I'm learning fun with that. I'm learning. It's it's kind of cool. It's really cool. You sent me some pictures the other night, and they actually the the second set you sent me looked pretty. Yeah. Look, wait, your first set. Catastrophe. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. But your second set looked great. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's just a really cool piece. So he talked about it on our show already. Did you see? But, and you, have you seen some of the well, stuff? Hold on. 
Well, I was going to say, ahead. have you seen some of the stuff uh, he's been making oh, recently with that brick monster? It is crazy. So he sent us some sets. So what we're going to do is we're going to have um, several categories. Ooh. It'll, the, the model contest theme will be Halloween. We are going to have a Halloween-themed building category and a Halloween-themed diorama category. Two. That can be any... What's that? We're doing two categories. Yes. We're doing a Halloween-themed building Okay. Yeah. Or and a Halloween themed diorama in any size, meaning I mean, any so, scale. Like, no, not scale. Oh, four, size. No, not not yeah. Four by four. Okay. Um, or um, uh, you know, you can go any size if you want to. If you want to make it two inches by two inches. Or 12 inches by 12 inches or bigger. That's your choice. But it's got to be a diorama that you started. The size of it it doesn't matter. It's the motion of the ocean. Right. It's got to be Halloween. (laughs) It's got to have a Halloween theme to it. Okay? It can't just be a building kit you've already built and you've thrown together. It's got to have a Halloween theme. Right. All right? Now, um... And then you're going to submit your photos at, you know, by the end of the by the end of October. So, so here I was looking at the calendar here, right? But I'm not done explaining the categories. Well, I know, but I'm saying the date, the deadline. Okay, deadline. The October thirtieth is a okay, Friday. The day before. Oh no, is a Friday. Okay. I think everyone should submit their photos by October thirtieth. Right. Okay. And okay, that's the night we release the the that'll be the Halloween. Um, that's the, that, that's the well no so. that that'll be the day before Halloween, right? And then that Saturday we'll announce all the winners on Halloween, October thirty first. Right. We'll announce the Halloween winners. So let me explain the, the categories. Okay, we're going to have an HO scale category slash N scale category. Now there's no monster brick. Brick monster kit We're limited. for end scale. Yeah. Okay. So if you win and you're an end scale, or you're getting an HO scale brick kit. Okay. Um, but yeah, but you, some of our listeners do multiple scales, so it, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm okay. just saying they get that you can use those bricks. They're just going to be a little larger. They can be used as cobblestone. They can be used as retaining walls. Wall. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Retaining walls. Whatever you want to do with it. But that's for HO and N scale category in both building a building HO scale and uh, N slash HO scale building or an N slash HO scale diorama. diorama in those two categories. So two prizes now okay, will be given away. Here's so I got a question for you because mm-hmm. people are going to poke holes in this right now. I already found one. Yeah. What if I do a building on a diorama? That's just part of the diorama. Okay, so it's strictly a, a separate building or a separate a diorama. building by itself or a diorama. Right. Okay. Now that's for that scale. Then we will be doing a second, a second scale in O scale, Ooh. and you will get the prize will be O scale. 
Brick Monster sets. Nice. Okay. Because there's some of them included as well. We'll have one for each. One will be for the um, building in O scale, and one will be for the diorama in O scale. That's that's scary. That's spooky. We'll get more details of that <laughs> for next week, October the second, when we release our podcast next week. I will have all the details up online as to how that's going to work. But you guys—that's where we're going with this. Okay? You guys can get started ahead of time. Why not? Um, but what I want to see. Is when you take the photos, before, when you start, nah. Nah, don't do all that, no. Nah, that's not, that's no. Not, that's not, we're just going to do it. It's, just build. That, you're adding too much. You're adding, yeah. adding too many layers. Yeah, all right. build. Just build. Starting now, build a Halloween. I, all right. I, I, and you know what? It's kind of the honor system, the good you know, the good guy system, good good model or yeah. system. Um. You might already have a diorama. I don't care. If you Halloweenize it. Yeah, but it's got to be Halloween themed. If you Halloweenize you know? a current thing you already have, we'll you never good, we'll, listen. So we'll, we'll never know. Right. I'm not saying to do that. I'm not encouraging you to do that. I would rather see people yeah. build the whole way through. Right. But and hey, this isn't for patrons only this time. This is for everybody. Every that listener. Listens to us. Yep. So yes. anyone listening is good to go with that. Um, Everyone that every single listener that listens to us every week, we know how many of you there are because yeah. we have the statistics. So technically, we should have a, a couple thousand entries. Right. I want to see and who, who's going to judge. Brett and I are going to judge. It's not going to be one of those ones where we let you judge. Should we online. get? Wait. Should we get James in on it? We'll let James and and, and uh, Jason and Jason both right. judge as well. Cause we'll it's we'll going to be on ours again. We'll, we'll all four of us will. We'll we'll have a panel. We'll have a panel. Yes. Um, and we'll all be involved, and we'll pick the winner of each category. I think that's a fantastic that, idea. That way we have a panel. We'll, we'll, we'll announce it. We'll make it fun. We'll do a cool announcement. Um, so there's four sets of these brick monsters to give away, one for N slash HO scale. For and and let's be clear here. One for the... Uh, for the uh, diorama, and then the same for O scale and building and diorama. Let's be clear here. This is straight up for the. Uh, we've done voting contests. We've done a couple other fashions of contests. Yeah. Um, this will be for the straight up best build on that that all four of us agree on. Yep. So, um, you know, that's the way we're gonna. That's the way this one will be handled. Correct. So I. I mean. I just want to make it make the rules clear here before we start. So yeah. it'll be up to the discretion of all four of us. We'll all weigh in on it, and we'll we'll pick the winner. All four right. of us: Jason Jensen. Um, oh, what the heck? My phone's going off. Hang on. Oh my god. Anyways, I need to get away from work. Anyways, all right. All four of us: <laughs> James. Pal, Jason Jensen, my dad, and me will all be the, on the panel, and we'll pick. This is for straight up best build. Yep. Um, that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be spooky. Right. But um, yeah, I, that's gonna be fun. Uh, the one thing that I love about this contest is how it's themed around monster. So, uh, you know, we got 
it's perfect. It's perfect for Halloween contest because we have monster, the brick monster and monster model works. And, uh, you know, Jason kind of did that sci-fi theme, which is kind of spooky. It's not spooky, yeah. but it's, you know, it's a rustic looking yeah. old sci-fi looking thing. Yeah, it's Halloweenish. It's, sure. ha- it's not Halloween, but it could be, yeah, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yes. So, it'll, it. and, and that'll be a fun. Ep- when, when is that episode, by the way? Well, it'll be that week. Oh, we're doing it Halloween week. Yeah. Oh, so that the Halloween the Halloween, the Halloween, the episode. Halloween episode will be the day before the thirtieth. It'll be the day before Halloween. Awesome. Yeah. And then we'll announce the winner Halloween night, thirty first. Right. Oh man, that's that's perfect. I so awesome. uh, on Halloween night, a couple people will win monster the the Monster Model brick Works monster. brick monsters. Yes. That's awesome. It's not Monster Model Works. It's not Monster Model Works. I'm sorry. It's, no, 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 James. I'm so sorry. Yes, it is. Uh, Monster City Studios. Monster City Studios. Brick, Brick Monster. Monster. Uh, go, I think you can go to BrickMonster.com and you go check that out. He's already sent. He, listen, that episode's not even posted. He's sending me a yeah. message. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, uh, but anyways, that's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to see what you guys do. And like I said. You could do a one inch by one inch. You could do a micro diorama. Yeah. And still win this thing. You don't have to yeah, sink. You don't have awesome. to. You don't have to yeah. go twelve inch by twelve inch monster huge diorama. Right. You, you can do a small diorama. And that's a nice set. These these brick these uh, brick monster things are nice. They're they're you get an HO scale uh, or an O scale. You'll get one br- one roller um, that. You roll it out onto clay, and you get these. Oh, it's just, it's just not clay. Well, it is kind of sculpy. It's like super sculpy, super sculpy, or sculpy, or sculpy. And you bake it once you roll it so, out. But, um, but then you get one in one in regular brick, one in uh, rotted brick, and then that's one, a cool one by the way. In, yeah, and then there's a one that's like a larger block size. And guys, keep your eyes out on. Um, James's page because he has some I I don't know if we're at liberty to say that or not but he's got some cool new other textures coming out I think he posted it on our overtime page for like the patron group Mm -hmm. um, for opinions of it but he's got some other things coming out in the works that are and you also get like a window door cutter on that as well by the way in that Oh, so you get that, like the and a wood roller to it, make your clay flat. What well, a wood roller! It's like oh a wow, rolling pin. Man, you it's, get so it's not just the the brick roller. You no, get, you get three brick rollers, three different styles. So of wait, brick rollers. all right. So let's dive into pin, let's dive into what get, real quick. Let's dive into what in, if 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 someone wins the O scale or the H O scale. Yeah, what do they get? You get three different styles of brick rollers in both ones. In both in, in in HO or O scale, and then you get the the wood rolling pin, and you get this little smaller. Well, it's a it's a window cutter or a door cutter. Is it lintel? What you want to use? Does it, it have for. a lintel on everything? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you just press that into it, and you can press in your doors to the exact same size. Well, and to the sizes now. You I mean you might want to cut your own door sizes depending on what kind of windows yeah, if you, you have. A, if you have a, a specific door you're putting in, right. you're gonna have to do your own. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's cool. It's a cool thing to toy with and have some fun with. 
and uh, it's it's a, it's a great it's a great kit. It's and that's a good from value. it's a super value, and Monst- you're getting a good value by getting it for by winning this thing. Yeah, uh, and that's from so. Monster City Studios. Monster City Studios. If you aren't already on their Facebook page, go over there and like them. I'll have a link in the description. their stuff. Go to YouTube. Check out Monster Man, City Studios. Man, James put YouTube. a video. He just put a video up of that water detail. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. That water video he did? Yeah. Man, I wish. Ah. Uh, I'm about to check go. Check out their other stuff. Check out the stuff that Monster City Studios does. They do movie sets. And they he show. The treehouse he just built? Yeah. Or they did the treehouse with yeah. that stump. Yeah, but check out the pirate ship one there and a bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh my they gosh. Do. It's Just crazy. Really cool. Um and not only that, James and um James. what's that? James Jason. and Jason are both just crazy modelers. And right. uh Good friends. listen, we other. had we had James yeah. on the show. If you have not had a chance to go tech, check out James stuff, you got to get over there and look at his yeah. look at his work because it's crazy. Dad, did you see the one boat he did that had the cover on it? Yeah, it was that. Yeah. Did you see how he did it? Yeah, I asked yeah, him how cool. he did it. He did a he did it with a piece of foil, aluminum foil. Oh, I would never guess that. He had that little rowboat with a cover on it. Yeah, and he he explained. I asked him how he did it. Uh, on Facebook, and he 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 explained that it was just a piece of aluminum foil that he painted and weathered up. Oh wow! It looked crazy. It was awesome. Huh? Um, it was just a little mini rowboat that you get. Like you know, we have a bunch of cast rowboats we've received. Ken gave yeah. us Ken gave us some with that big huge um, barge he gave us, um, and uh, in addition to that, he gave us some of his rowboat right. castings. It was just like well, one of them with a little bit of aluminum foil and some weathering and some paint. Yeah. But it was awesome. That's cool. That's um, so cool. So I want to try and replicate that. But, man, that... That's a show. That's a hell of a show. We got like an hour and 50 minutes. So... Um, a 155. It's... Something like that. It's awesome. So, um, anyways. All right, guys. We did a ton of... We were all over the place tonight. Dude, next, it's, it's over. I'm shot. Next week... Is going to be a I I cannot wait for next week. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not going to talk much. Mo- warning to the guys that are looking for modeling content next week. It's not going to be there. Um, next week's going to be wild. We're gonna. I mean, we might cover what we're working on briefly, and if there's some new news, we'll probably cover that. Oh, wait a minute. What? You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. That's awesome. What? Wait a minute. What? Well, eventually, one of these weeks, I had to look. We, we got Jake Johnson. and uh, Are we doing East Meets West? East Meets West with, uh, hold on here, just want to make sure. Dave and Jake. Dave and Jake, I just want to make sure it's uh, the, uh, not the same week. If it is, we'll just put them we'll the following postpone. week. No, we'll, we'll, we'll postpone our thing. Yeah, but we'll make it happen. When, when are Dave and Jake coming on? I'm looking. Well, hurry up. Well, sorry. I have to look up on my... Well, shit. It's 1040 at night. Come on, babe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, on here, I'm not sure, man. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to do some looking Is on my... Is it next week? 
All right, we'll figure that out. We yeah, don't we'll need to. We out. don't need to drag all the listeners into our personal scheduling right. problems. But yeah. um, all right, it's either next week, either going to be the uh, the funny Civil War stories uh, with a little bit of modeling mixed into it, or uh, East meets West. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, it's late. We're going to call it a night. Hey, everyone, have an awesome weekend. Make sure you share your. Um, progress on your group build if you're if you're following along yep. and um i cannot wait for the uh patron zoom on sunday night so we'll see you all there if you're going to be joining us um and that's all i got cool all right guys have an awesome weekend keep on modeling you find scale freaks later peace out